Welcome everyone to another exciting episode of the Don't Be Dirty podcast, your go-to source for all things cleaning and short-term rentals. I'm your host, Pierina Chacon, and today we have none other than the incredible Jennifer Manili. She's the creative mind behind some of the most charming cabins near the breathtaking Lake Lure in North Carolina. We're talking about the hilltop cabin, the tiny cabin, the lodge, rings a bell. Jennifer is here to share some golden nuggets of wisdom when it comes to running a successful short-term rental business. One of the reviews say, everything from the fire pits, the recreation room, and the hot tub makes each visit worthwhile. This particular cabin is lovely and clean. It is larger than how it appears in the photos. Jennifer is very responsive and accommodating. We can't wait to return. All right, without further ado, let's get down to business. Thank you so much for being uh, here with us, for taking the time. I really appreciate it. So for everyone, I just want you to begin with, you know, telling us a little bit about yourself, about your background, how you got to the SDR world, and, you know, just a little bit about yourself. Sure. I, you know, I have probably been in some way tied to the hospitality industry for as long as I can remember, either as a server or as a manager or just in general, just somehow being tied to that world. So I moved up my parents own an old Girl Scout camp and they are not hospitality people. And so when they wanted to turn some of their, the old cabins into short-term rentals, then they asked me if I would be willing to kind of handle that stuff because they know how good I am at that kind of whole world and being hospitable and just managing things. So I just really understood and knew that world and have always enjoyed it and just really enjoying making people happy. So my, my parents were very keen on me managing their their properties for them so amazing where are these properties located so it's it, it's in like florida north carolina and it, it's such a beautiful part of western north carolina it's technically right outside it's in mill spring but it's i mean it's really basically in lake lore and it used to be at the old girl scout camp It's been a Girl Scout camp since the early 1900s. So a lot of people have changed and uh, it's gone through. A lot of people have come here and visited. And we do get some old Girl Scouts that enjoy coming here. We actually had a crew this past weekend that were so excited to be able to get to come back to the camp that they enjoyed when they were little girls. But now it's, you know, it's privately owned, but we still wanted to open it up for people to continue to enjoy with their families and they had a blast and I think it's just such a wonderful place to come. So that's kind of a little bit of the history. It used to be Camp Okanichi. It's an awesome place. It's 162 acres. Only a small part of it is for our rental piece of things. We have three cabins that we've turned into short-term rentals. So for how many years roughly you've been doing this so far? Which things were key for you to like get there? I think for me, it was, I didn't know anything about short-term rentals when I first got into it. So I kind of had to just learn and neither did my parents. So it was really just a lot of Google searching for trying to figure out what to do. And I think some of the, the main things about hospitality that made it a little bit easier was I've always been really big into like 
communication, even with like with the guests. So even though I didn't really know what I was doing, I knew that as long as the guests coming in kind of knew what to expect, they'd have a much better time. And so I've always been really responsive. So that was kind of one of the things that was a big part of my learning was how important some of those things were. I got on to a lot of like Facebook pages. I got on to uh, just really even just getting into the help stuff of like the Airbnbs. And later we did go to, uh, we also used Verbo and, and, you know, those, those platforms, but Airbnb has really been our big, our big one. And they've, they've done a really good job of kind of making it simple for you to be a host too. And they have some really good help articles about things. And so I would, if I had an issue, if I had a question, that's the place that I would really go into as I learned, you know, the ropes. And I still do that sometimes because no matter how long I've been doing this, I still run into some things that I am not very clear on and sure about. So, you know, that's we, we learn as we go. Yes. And there's well, sometimes they, you know, they change. There's uh, restrictions or things that change as well, depending mm-hmm. on the area. The platform also optimize a lot of things. So, yeah, like it's a, there is a, um, a learning curve there for sure. How do you consistently maintain high gas satisfaction and how do you go about it? For me, it's always been just being very clear about what it is that people can expect when they're coming into something, right? So on the listings that I put out, it's very clear about what you're getting when you get here. Now, I can't always control if people actually read all of the full listings, right? So that's another thing is learning how things can be interpreted or what do people need to see right at the beginning of, because that's about what you get. You get people that read maybe three or four sentences and what's the most important things that you can put into those three to four sentences that give people a good expectation. And the next thing is, is just constant communication. And it's like, as soon as someone books, I immediately send them a message that's just saying what they can expect. Great. Glad you're coming to see us. When we get closer to the dates, I'll send out all your check-in instructions. So people kind of feel like, okay, I booked with someone real. (laughs) I always am very responsive answering. So that's been a really big thing is that communication. And cleanliness. I mean, yes. <laughs> cleanliness is a big thing. So between those three, you're, you're going to get good reviews. I know you have mentioned all, let's say, kind of like all the good things, right? Do you have a challenging situation that comes to mind where you're able to resolve it or that you would like to share for other people to learn? Sometimes, like, you know, we have like uh, situations where maybe we might not be ready, let's say, for the next check-in. I don't know if that's been something that... Mm-hmm might have happened to you or problem with the previous guest that might affect, you know, your next reservation, anything like that, that comes to mind where, you know, it was a challenge for you. Just some of our biggest challenges, because we've, we've really limited, and this is probably an unpopular opinion amongst the, you know, STR world, but we've kind of made it so that we don't jam people in back to back to eliminate some of those issues that I see other rental. So we don't stack people like on same day check-ins or anything like that, just to give us some time. And usually we do like to have some time after guests in case 
things got broken or whatever, we, we need time to fix things, even if it's, you know, 24 hours. So on that challenge, we've definitely done a job of eliminating some of that. We don't also do like same day check-ins for one of our buildings because we want to eliminate the possibility that people can come in for like throwing a party mm-hmm. <laughs> and then having to deal with those kinds of things. And we've had, I've run across that, which is why I'm like, that's our, probably our biggest challenge that we had was someone did a same day check-in to one of our bigger rentals and they threw a party. And then I had to ask them to leave. It was one of the first times I had to ask someone to leave. And that was a challenge, but it, it was something that, I kind of, I kind of just handled. And I had one other big challenge with someone who just kind of brought too many people into the one of the cabins, and I just leaned on Airbnb to kind of guide me through. I was like, "Hey, I have this situation. How do I need to proceed?" I called them and was like, "What would you recommend? How do I need to handle this?" And they kind of handled it for me. So, how do you? I'm just curious. How do you notice that? They potentially, because it is sometimes they might say, right, like uh, we're three people and then there are six. Is there an easy way? Like, do you have someone there, like, or do you hand them the key yourself? Is there a way to notice when these things happened from your end? Sure. One, I actually live just down the road on the property. Okay. I don't, I don't go up there too much, but we also do. We have, which we state very clearly in our listing, we do have video surveillance at the top. On the outsides, nothing on the inside, but we no, do like to keep an eye on the place. Have, yeah. <laughs> it's common to check, and, and I think it's totally safe as well to have as well like a camera on the outside of the premises of the rental to, yeah, check if, you know, if everything is okay, if there's not a party, if, uh, you know, something happens, uh, if you're able to see what really is happening. So it's totally normal to have that. But I guess like that's a good way for you to not necessarily go as well to the location and going back and forth, right? And I wanted to ask you as well, so do you use aside from, let's say, having that surveillance camera, any other tools or softwares that you use in order to maintain the management of these properties? Is there any specific tools or things that you think it is indispensable to have? I really just focus on using like Airbnb and Verbo as that as that platform. We did do some direct booking at one point and we found that to be <laughs> it, for us it was just so much easier <laughs> to use that software to maintain. It's just it's three buildings. I keep up with it pretty regularly in terms of the way the calendars sync and stuff so I know exactly who's coming in when. I keep all my notifications on as well. And I know that some people don't like that. I personally like it. One, because you get reminders mm-hmm. <laughs> and, and all those. So that's kind of where we've chosen to lean is mostly just using the platforms. In a way, just use the platform. So like Airbnb, VRBO, and I guess all these platforms to the maximum of their capabilities, right? So turn yeah. all the notifications and making sure. So that requires as well, you know, I guess like uh, you will take like a couple minutes a day to double check, right? So on a daily yeah. basis, you will be checking that everything is in order. There's no double bookings or if there's any outstanding messages, that's something that you regularly do. 
Absolutely. I mean, the one, the notifications on any of the platforms, as soon as I get that booking is essential to me to make sure that I go in and one, see the dates clearly, know what's coming up and definitely making sure that, you know, I'm staying on top of giving them like I make myself notes and reminders of like, like, for instance, I have someone coming in on Friday this this weekend. And so I know on Tuesdays that if I have someone coming in on Fridays, that's when I send in all their instructions and stuff, all their directions. So I make notes and reminders to myself on my phone that I'll pop up and say, send out, you know, these things so I don't get lost. (laughs) Creating a system that works for you as well, right? So for you, I guess you're on the go as well. So you want to be reminded of your phone or your laptop. So you set it up in the best way that fits your lifestyle as well. Yeah. yeah. I'll send out messages. We went on vacation to, we were out of the country for a little bit and I was still getting people, you know, booking on Airbnb, but I had my notifications and I would still even out of the country, I'm still sending them those messages. I know that you mentioned about like uh, being immediate on answering the guest and the hospitality and communication is very important as part of like, let's say of the pillars of uh, Stay Lake Lear. But is there any other strategies that you have found effective for attracting and retaining like guests to have as well like all those people? Like you mentioned, they come back, right? Um, either for nostalgia or because they really enjoy their experience the first time. So that's something that they want to repeat. Is there something, any strategies there that comes to mind, activities or anything that you want to mention? Well, the, probably the biggest strategy, and I think it's very dependent. Most of the time when people, even though I live on the property, I try to kind of just leave the guests alone But if I'm in like a really good communication and they really want to know more about the history and the property, because I think that's what interests people a lot of times is just what's the history of this property specifically. And I will make efforts to go up there and chat with them and take them around and like go through the different things and kind of just give them like our vision and really make that connection with people. When it feels right, you know, it's like, I don't want to bother guests, but sometimes people really enjoy that. Like this past weekend, they were like, come to dinner and, you know, do all of these things and tell us what's going on. And we love this camp and, you know, all that. So it's like, that's probably for the return people. That's been the biggest thing where just making those connections and trying to make that time and go up there and talk to them. And, you know, see that it's a real thing and they love hearing the stories. They love telling their stories. So really just listening to the guests. And if I'm not here or sometimes people just have like a lot of questions and they'll message me a lot. And I'm always happy and graceful in terms of answering every single question that they have, concerns or, or whatever. I think that makes people feel safe. And I think when people feel safe and they enjoy their vacation and they know that when they come back, they're going to get a very similar consistent experience. People want to come back. You know, they're like, oh man, I I can't tell you how many times because we have three, sometimes people will rent all three of the cabins for like a family reunion. So they'll come up here as a couple, right? They're like, oh man, we have this family reunion coming. This would be a perfect place. 
And so they'll come back and bring more people. <laughs> uh, well, that's the ripple effect, right? Like uh, at the end of the day, like, you know, if you have a group of people that have a good experience, there is that referral effect there. So if like a, a group of people have like a nice experience, like you said, they will bring their family, their friends, and then that, that there's that recommendation there where you can bring and attract more people because you gave such a great experience to one customer. So sometimes we, we don't look at it like that, but it is, it does kind of work like that as well. What's well, the experience I think for people yes. and, and for us, it's been really important to create that experience more than just somewhere for people to lay their head down at night. And that's not the type of people that we want. We don't do one night stays for that reason. We tried it. It didn't work. People were upset always because they don't, I mean, it just wasn't one economical forum. And two, it's like, you got to experience mm -hmm. the place. You know, like we have a rec shack where it has like pool, pool table and foosball and a setup for people to watch movies, a ping pong table. And, you know, we put that in, it's open. We have a hot tub that people can also enjoy. So it's like, we want people here that want the experience of really enjoying it. So we want to create that for people. And that's been really important. And I think that's what people enjoy is having a place where they can bring their family and create memories, you know, and that's more important than anything else <laughs> for us. What a better place than just what you just described. <laughs> It, it sounds yeah. pretty amazing. I honestly, I will take a definitely, I already took a look at the website, but I'll definitely take a look to see if I can visit myself. It sounds pretty, pretty, pretty nice. In terms of pricing strategies, anything like uh, maximizing revenue, uh, is there something that you like, uh, aside from like looking, I guess, like at the season, the high season, do you usually take, again, Airbnb or the platform or as a guidance for pricing or do you take any other softwares or guide yourself through any other ways in order to modify pricing? Sure. What I usually do, and I do this often, is I'll go through and see other listings and how they price themselves and what they have to offer and that are kind of similar, right? Because we, the people on, on Lake Lore are very different pricing structure because they're on the lake, right? Very, I'm not going to price myself like that because we're not on the, on the lake. So I have to look at like what is similar and then we'll take what is similar and I'll kind of go into a mid range of that. This may be unpopular and I may get some flack for this, but if you go too low just to get bookings, then you get a certain like, Yeah, it's no. like the discount people, you know, it's like, no, like as soon as someone asks me yeah. for a discount, I'm like, ah, you know, because they don't take care of the place as well. And we have found that to be an experience. We've tried it. So we know how that is. Right. And so we kind of price up, but in the same time, we can't, we justify it by giving the people really nice things. So we put nice toilet paper in there. I mean, I know that's, That's not a huge thing, but for a lot of people, like nice toilet paper, they're like, oh my God, I don't have to deal with that one ply stuff, right? Nice toilet paper, towels, like really nice towels, extra towels, extra anything, all the nice things. So shampoo, conditioner, soaps, all those little extras we add into it. Plus you get the rec shack, you get the hot tub, all of those things. We include that 
in there. So when you're thinking about a Girl Scout camp, you're like, but I don't have to bring my own sheets. No, we provide all your night, the nice sheets. We have great, you know, bedding and stuff like that. We put brand new mattresses in there. All those little things that it trying to make people stay really enjoyable. And that's been important to us. So it's, you know, we kind of go mid high. They have all the amenities, right? And they don't have to bring, like you're saying, anything in order to complete how they're going to have the experience. Everything is provided to them. So I can understand as well why like uh, pricing there is important not to go too low because you don't want at the end of the day, because it can happen, right? You can price too low and then the damage that it can happen if the person stays and doesn't take care of the property well, then it's going to incur, let's say, on that extra on cleaning or anything else that might happen. So at the end of the day, it's not beneficial for you or for the property manager in this case. So yeah, I can understand that. And, and since you're mentioning and since I'm, I think we're linking a little bit as well, part of like that turnover transition, could you explain a little bit how you manage uh, the turnover, the cleaning crew? We'll love to hear, obviously. I mean, you mentioned even at the beginning, and we know it's a crucial part of the SDR of like maintaining that uh, cycle. So I wanted to know really, how do you manage that part of the business? So I do actually do a lot of the cleaning, but I do have people that will come in, like if I can't do it that particular week or whatever. I do have people I have found the individuals that have like a cleaning business, maybe not a crew, it only takes like maybe one or two people. I will, obviously I'll give them a heads up for the dates that I need cleaned. And then the biggest part of that is follow up. Like a couple of days before they're booked, you know, I may send a message like, hey, is this still a good day for you to come clean? Making sure that they're able to be there. I always set it up, especially if I know in advance, It's like, I don't want them coming in the morning of or the day before in case something happens. I need to have time to fix. If like they can't come in, I need to have time to either find someone else or make sure it gets clean, right? So that's been a really big thing is not putting myself into a corner where, I mean, God forbid, they're on their way to come clean and they get, you know, in a a wreck. Obviously, I want that to happen, but things happen. And it's like, well, I still need to make sure that this place gets clean. So I don't set myself up for failure on that part if I can help it, you know? So I'm very cautious about how I manage the cleaning crew, how I manage bookings, and making sure that no one is ever coming into a dirty place. Because I can tell you, if I rented a place and I came and it was still dirty, (laughs) (laughs) I'd have a hard time. I'd have a really hard time with that. So the other thing that I do is every single time on the day that someone comes in, even if I have someone in there, but the day before I go behind them and I check, I just do because things get missed, right? I never make an assumption that someone finds everything. I miss things when I clean which is why I will go in every morning that someone comes to check in that day. I'll go in every single morning and go through and check my own work, (laughs) make sure I didn't miss something. (laughs) So I think it's good to have that, that pause where whether you're cleaning or you have a cleaning crew come in that you get a chance to go in there after 
if you can, if that's possible, that's not always possible, but if you can, that's a recommend a high recommendation. Even the best, right? Sometimes like there might be exiting, let's say the property or the cabin and then like something drops out of the pocket. Like you yeah. know, it can be something as little as that or something, let's say, uh, you know, under the bed, behind the bed where it's not easy to visualize it. So there is definitely, I do 100% agree on the fact that if possible to always double check, have like inspectors or someone that like goes and like, you know, double checks that the work has been done. If there is that time, yeah, it's just the best way to save a moment with the guests where they might get a complaint about something and then you have to offer a refund and then, or you have to like, you know, try to like compensate in some way when it could have been avoided, right? By having like maybe a plan and having an extra 30 minutes to go and check. Let's see if everything is well, it's, it's, uh, it's clean, it's properly done, nothing was missed. So that's great that you do that. That's perfect. I mean, that definitely helps him in double checking that nothing gets missed. I wanted to save the best, obviously, for last. I know you talked a lot and we, we kind of like mentioned a lot, uh, little details of Lake Lure, but I wanted to really ask you, like, what keeps you motivated and excited about this industry? If there's something specific, if it's like more of a, you know, maybe an attachment that you have to this place, that could be also mm -hmm. a thing. And do you have any goals ahead, particularly with Stay Lake Lure? So I think the thing that I get so excited about that really keeps me motivated is like having what happened this past weekend where like some old Girl Scouts came in and they got to enjoy a really awesome weekend with their families. They did tie dye. They did s'mores they were cooking on the campfire those kinds of experiences and it doesn't have to be old girl scouts right but the families that come in and just really appreciate the place of what it is and when i get to talking about the girl scout camp about what this place is about how meaningful it was to so many people and when people really can take that in and really appreciate that i get so excited from those conversations We have people that will come and like just drive through and I'm like, let me take you around. Let me tell you about, you know, this place. And it's not just because of the rental aspect. It's not about making money, although it's like that's part of a viable business, right? So you got to make money, but it's more of the stories. It's more of the appreciation. It's more of the memories that I'm hoping that gets created for other people because it's been so meaningful for us to be able to open that up to have people continuing to enjoy this space because for, you know, a hundred plus years, that was what this place was, was for girls to come out and create meaningful memories that they're still, <laughs> they're still talking about. And that's what we want for people. Somehow that's being now transmitted to another generation. And I mean, how beautiful is that, right? Um, yeah. If anyone wants to connect with you, I want to, you know, feel like, okay, they want to go and take a look at your place. What would be mm -hmm. the best way to reach? You can easily go to staylikelore.com. My email is staylikelore at gmail.com. So really, really easy to remember, really easy to get access. And I respond to everyone that, well, that contacts me. So 
Thank you so much, Jennifer Manili, for really spending time with us and uh, telling us all the history behind Stay Like Lure. It's been really a pleasure for me to like, have the time to interview you. And I really hope I can get the chance one day to also visit there. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. And that brings us to an end of this episode. Don't forget to share with your friends and family or anyone part of the cleaning and rental industry that finds all this information useful. We hope we have brought good value to you. Don't forget to rate us and let us know if you want to be part of the conversation. And remember, don't be dirty until the next episode, everyone.